song is my favorite. You like it too. Look at it. <laughs> oh, she's got the words. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Trying to be on the Get Well podcast. Wanna be on the podcast. Wanna talk about the wellness for the black folks. Gonna talk about the money for the black folks. Hey, Get Well podcast. You on the Get Well podcast. I love me, guys. Me too. I don't know. If y'all didn't know about my, if y'all didn't know about my songwriting skills, then you just got a little peek. Oh yeah, Kelly is all about writing songs. Kelly. She oh. writes songs to everything. She used to just take all like rap music and make it into a gospel song. <laughs> That's gospel. the best. Yeah. That's yeah. the she best. She would do that all the time. <laughs> There's <Now>. actually <laughs> someone now that has a um, channel on YouTube yeah. and they read Dr. Seuss songs to rap music. Palmer loves it. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I would love it too. I didn't realize there was a song called I Walk It Then I Talk It. Oh, yes. They, With Drake. <laughs> they took this story, Walk It In My Pocket, and put it to <laughs> oh, music. I like and it, it was very entertaining. I like it. I like it. Because black people are the undefeated champions <laughs> of taking something and making it. Of the whole, it. Yeah. Of the whole, of the whole entire <laughs> world. <laughs> she got a big old onion booty and make the world cry. <laughs> That's onion, what they say. Shout That's out to what, Onion. <laughs> Whitney, they made a song about your dress. Get to work tinesha this ain't no i'm not gonna mix the next onion cell i'm gonna be ready i've missed like the past five yes if y'all don't know what an onion cell is june 23rd at revolution ego if you're a woman with a body some you know whatever body parts you got and you come get these dresses because it would change your life it feels so good on your body whole entire june 23rd revolution ego okay let's get let's get to work you are now listening to the get well podcast I'm Tanisha Matthews. And I am Kelly Carmody Woods. Let's get well, y'all. to this week's episode of the get well podcast i'm tanisha matthews and i am kelly carbony woods and today we're welcoming back our very first guest were you our first guest i was you were our first guest see it's come full circle (laughs) me and you must (laughs) never part my kid (laughs) shatara devoe Robinson. Robinson. She got a She got wiped up. She was on this podcast and a man heard her on this podcast. <laughs> and he was like, I, I got to find that woman. I, I got to her. marry her. her. And they actually got married on the episode of the podcast <laughs> that we haven't aired. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> that would have been fake news. <laughs> fake news. Fake news. Right. No. But it could happen. They could. It could so a lot has happened since you were here over a year ago. A lot has happened. A tremendous amount. Mm-hmm. Yes. We Absolutely. won't even make you answer the wellness question because you already No, I, I want to okay. know. I again? still want to know. Oh, okay. A year and a half later, what does wellness mean to you? <sighs> wellness means so many things, but in the 
grand scheme of things, it is just about caring for myself, mind, body, and spirit. That is wellness. There it is. To me. So do you feel like in the past year, your definition of wellness has evolved or changed or transformed? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, A year and a half ago, even further back from there, there were so many things happening in my life. It was working a full-time job, family transitions that were happening, getting ready to get married. And now I am married still own a business, still work full-time. I'm an Insta mom. I have three children. So, so much has changed. But what I found through all of this is that caring for myself is so important that allows me to be able to care for everything else that's important to me in life. And so that has been a lesson that, you know, it was learned the hard way, but it was a lesson that that had been learned for sure. Mm. That's what's up. You just told us off the air that you, um, your one-year wedding anniversary. Yeah coming yes. what's up mr robinson mm-hmm. hey baby <laughs> if y'all could see the way she smiles when she I thinks know, about right? her husband if more if more married women would smile in this way when their husbands are mentioned i love him marriages would be mm-hmm. happier in the world um so the last time you were here we were here to talk about happy apple juicery mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so tell us a little bit about what has transpired for you since that time absolutely so you're right when I was here what was that I opened Happy Apple almost four years ago and so from there I managed a mobile juice bar successfully for about four years but as life progressed it just wasn't in alignment with everything else that was happening in my life and one of the biggest things that I noticed when working in Happy Apple is that I was always getting approached by women like they wanted to know more like help me understand more like what's this juice for or what really should I be eating like how do I really become healthy like the conversations were starting to expand and because you know I'm trying to run a business it didn't really allow me the time to be able to have like those real authentic connections Mm -hmm. with people so I decided that I was going to pivot and try something a little bit different. And so I jumped into the coaching business. And coaching wasn't new to me because I've been involved with coaching for a few years now, even through my full-time job. But I became a health coach many, many years ago. And so it's kind of like everything just kind of came full circle or like, as I like to say, everything started to move in alignment. Mm -hmm. Um, So since Happy Apple, I have transitioned into coaching. Um, I do group programs. I do individual one-on-one coaching, but it is centered around health and wellness, the simple, sexy, and well way. Simple, sexy, well. (laughs) So with an emphasis on the sexy. Sexy, sexy, yes. Are you still doing happy apple juicery? Good question, Tanisha. I get that a lot. No, I am not. (laughs) So I always get the question, can I still purchase juice from you? No, not at this time. Um, However, I am always available to help people understand how they can still make juicing a part of their daily lifestyle. So I do a lot of education on the ins and outs of of juicing, how to simplify it, really how to make it easy. And so people can start to adopt that as part of their everyday, everyday way of life. That's super dope. Thank you. So do you have some obstacles around helping people do that? Um, Obstacles, impediments can arise. 
Um, people sometimes come into it with the mindset of it already being a difficult thing to do, an expensive thing to do. But I think when it comes to your health and wellness, you can either pay for it now or you can pay for it later. So you have to ask yourself, like, is the investment really worth it? And to me, hands down, you know, it is. So, but I do try to help people understand that there are ways to navigate it so that it isn't, you know, very complicated and it doesn't have to be overly expensive because you still want to do things that kind of marry up to your lifestyle and to your budget. So that's primarily what a lot of people come to the table with around, you know, the time constraints and, you know, the money that it costs. But again, you're worth it. You have to tell yourself you're worth it and, you know, jump in and do it. So, and we just try to navigate that in an in a easier way. That's awesome. So what all can people expect from a health, a health coach? Like, what is it that you do? I'm coming to you. What are you going to, are you going to tell me what to eat? You going to tell me how to cook? <laughs> you going to tell me what to buy? Like, what does that entail? Absolutely. So this is the interesting thing that I really like about, coaching in general and it just so happens that my niche around this happens to be health and wellness so um, it's a fine line because you know I we don't want to cross getting over into medical like diagnosing people and that kind of thing so typically people that are coming to me already have some type of diagnosis from like a medical practitioner or something of that nature and it's all about me helping people find their own and build their own plans around what they need to do um, to build their ideal life. So coaching is kind of like this magic way of working with people so that they can tap into their inner self and really find what works for them and then also holding them accountable. Um, that's what a lot of people talk about like that I've worked with and continue to work with is that it's the accountability that they need. They need someone to hold them, hold their hand and make sure that they get the things done that they say that they're gonna do. So um, so that's really what coaching is all about, which is marrying together, helping people navigate their way of life and helping them to build those plans and then that accountability that comes with that. So do you like help them to come up with meal plans or? I can. So typically in coaching, especially if I'm working with someone one-on-one, -on -one, it is about identifying a person's top goals. So, um, you know, what does that really mean? Like when you think about health and wellness, like what is a priority to you? And so for a lot of people, it can be what does meal planning look like, um, you know, or I have this ailment such as arthritis or acid reflux or whatever that is, and you know, what are ways that I can start to live a better life? And so a lot of times it starts to expand outside of just meal planning, but also mindfulness practices. So, because a lot of people, what we find in life is that you think it's your diet, like you think that it's all about like what you're eating, but really that's just stemming from something else. Like it's coming from other things in your life. So as part of the coaching process, we really dive deep into those areas to figure out what the root cause is and how we can start to fix that. And then somehow, sometimes your diet just magically seems to fix itself. Mm. Got to change that mindset. Got to get your mind right. Right. Well, that's awesome. Do you feel like in the time that you've launched Simply Sexy Well, because when did it launch? It officially launched in January of this year, January 2018. Do you see the results, I guess, of people being like, Shatara, you saved my life. <laughs> yes. So I do. Um, you know, a lot of the testimonials that I've gotten are I've lost weight people 10 pounds 12 pounds 15 pounds 
Um, I just had a client tell me last night because she's in the third week of a program that I'm running and she was like the mental clarity that she has is like none other. She was like, she got through like day three of the cleanse and she was like her energy, she was like was just out of this world and she was like she felt like her focus she had more intense focus um people are starting to again adopt juicing and clean eating plant-based eating as a way of life and just becoming more mindful i get that from a lot of people as well that they're just more aware of what they eat and how it makes them feel so they stop and think before they pick up the cookie not to say that you can't have the cookie but you know what is this really how does it make me feel and so people are more aware in that way that's awesome thank you did you did you think when you were running Happy Apple that it would grow into this? I didn't. Um, but I always knew that there was something bigger for me. And I believe that Happy Apple was just, a, it was a stepping stone to get there. Um, you know, my mobile juice bar was my baby. And, you know, I learned so much about running a business. I learned so much about myself but it's all carried over even into what I'm doing now. And I'm just most excited about the fact that this gives me an opportunity to have a much larger platform. Um, because when I had Happy Apple, I was confined here really to Charlotte because my business was you know, more brick and mortar or on wheels. Um, but we were here in Charlotte, so my reach was in some way limited. Now I can work with women wherever they are. And so that's, real ex that, that's exciting for me. I'm sure you've like really made people think about what it is they're putting in their body. It's my hope. It's my hope. Um, you know, we have a lot of conversations around because a lot of people ask me because there's a program that I'm running right now. It's a 28 day transformation program. And people sometimes ask me, you know, is the intent that I'm supposed to be a vegan after this? And I'm like, no, like, you know, you kind of have to navigate and figure out what what works best for you, um, but it is about being more aware of how good food makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. And so if being vegan is it for you, then be that. Mm -hmm. If you wanna be a meat eater, at least understand where your meat is being sourced from. Are you getting the best sources of meat so that you aren't filling your body up with things that aren't good for you? At least have the, be educated. Right. so that you can make better choices. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of a lot of that happens. A lot of those conversations take place. Have you had any challenges since you've started doing this as far as maybe I know you mentioned earlier that when people talk to you about it they have concerns maybe about the price or about the time mm -hmm. that it takes but just on a personal level. Um I think the biggest challenge for me is just perfection like when you're putting everything out there you just want it to be right because you really feel like you're impacting people's lives and changing people's lives but I think the important thing to understand is that no matter where you are on this journey especially if you're an entrepreneur like looking to do something in business you kind of you have to jump out there mm -hmm. and then let the people tell you mm -hmm. what they need and what it's missing and so that's essentially what I started with when I started with my first program. So I didn't create five programs. I started with one and I ran it as a beta so that I could get that feedback from people to see where I needed to make tweaks. Mm -hmm. Because had I not done that and really just taken that jump, 
I would probably still be sitting here in my home office, like trying to make sure that it was just right. <laughs> right. right, right, right. And then I could have thought that it was just right. And it could have been not even what people wanted. So mm-hmm. I feel like taking that jump is something that was um, real important for me. So I think for myself, that's sometimes my biggest challenge is just getting out of my own way mm-hmm. um, and just showing up and getting it done. So I'm going to ask you an educational question because it's something okay. I learned since I've been in school. Okay. Did you do a SWOT analysis? <laughs> when I did Happy Apple, I did do a SWOT analysis as part of my business plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but as part of ShatarDevoe.com, I won't say that I like physically put one on paper, mm-hmm. but definitely aware of the components and how that affects my business and should drive my business. Right. And so if you're listening and you don't know what a SWOT analysis is, because I definitely didn't before I started yes. school, it's basically where you write down the pros and cons or something and they Pretty just much. made it. Strengths, they weaknesses, made it, opportunities, and threats. Yes. Yeah, so it's SWOT. Yeah. And like she said, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, mm-hmm. which is confusing for me because a lot of times, the strengths and the opportunities are like similar to me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, they could have just made this pros yeah. and cons <laughs> instead they, of making it like, you know, they oh, got to make it complicated. Of course, of course, of course. And the I person who came up with it, he's somewhere with it on a t shirt, feeling clever. I need to look That's and see it. who came up with it because I just had to write a SWOT analysis paper. Yeah. And I was like, show, they always teach you that, and, you know, when you go take these business classes. I just and, saw a, a worksheet they gave some kids in Texas that did a SWOT analysis on um, being a slave, the life of a slave. Goodbye. I'm just telling you, it's a, a, balanced, a balanced view. Goodbye. Like a real thing? Yeah, Goodbye. it was a real thing. Said mm-hmm. pros and cons. Kelly, of- Kelly <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Oh. And I'm looking at a SWOT analysis in my mind, like, really, people? Really? Okay. Because whoever thought to do that really should be. She's what? being. She's fired? She, nope. She's on um, leave while they investigate. What's to be investigated? Listen. <laughs> I, I'm just asking questions. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. It's called critical thinking, I suppose. And we'll leave it at that. Right. But she really thought no parents, were gonna, no parents were going to have a problem with that. She okay. got the wrong parents today. Right. <laughs> this is where? Right. In Texas at a charter school. Well, that's a good place where they Texas. made those, um, the textbooks. And the textbook said that slaves were. Um, Unpaid workers or something. Something like that. Like that. Oh. Yeah. They like just showed cha- up and wanted to work yeah, for free. Yeah. They changed the wording and they didn't have it slavery in any of the textbooks. And a, one of the parents caught it and was like, mm, nah. I think my Apple Watch just told me my blood pressure shot up. <laughs> <laughs> we can't be surprised no more. Right. We can't be. We can't be. So what where what is the hope? You said you started with one program. Yes. What's what's, next? what's the what's next? So good question, Kelly. So definitely looking at getting more into individual coaching. So I'll be taking on a handful of individual clients and that's really for people that want to dig a little bit deeper, really start to pull back the layers on life and figure out their whole life plan and how they get to that place. Um, I will also be launching some more in a intensive group coaching program. So that'll be a smaller, more intimate group program where we really take the Um, foundational pieces of the 28-day program and dig deeper into those areas. Um, Right now, the 28-day program is built around uh, four themes. So we start off with planning and preparation and mindset. So, And I feel like this is the one thing that differentiates my 
my program from many others is that we start with the mind work because my thought is that your body is going to go where your mind will take it. Mm-hmm. So you have to get your thoughts right and start to work on erasing a lot of those limiting beliefs around what we can't do and the stories that we tell ourselves. So we spend the first week doing that work as well as preparing for the cleanse week, which is week two. So I actually put them through a pre-cleanse. That is the reason why a lot of people do not succeed at cleanses because they don't take the necessary- They go hard in the paint. They go hard in the paint. They want to eat everything in the pantry Mm -hmm. (laughs) before Mm -hmm. they jump into the cleanse and then you're, you send your body into such a state of shock because it's like, what the hell? Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Right. So we spend the first week doing that. The second week, which is the cleanse week, um, we dig deep. So we actually get into a juice cleanse. I give them two to three options that they can choose, the paths that they want to take as far as cleansing because some people may be at different points on the journeys, whether they are new to cleansing or someone that may be more advanced because they've done it before. So they have options to choose. Uh, The third week is around resetting. So that's where we properly break the cleanse because I think that's another, um, you know, point where people don't really understand that how you start is good, but how you break your cleanse is just as important. And also giving them additional tools and resources to help them be able to carry through on a lot of the benefits that they get from the cleanse week. Um, And then the last week is around sustaining. So in that week, I actually work with my clients one-on-one to help them build out their own individual wellness plans because we cover a lot of stuff in the first three weeks. So I help them to identify based upon their life, where they are on the journey, what things do they want to carry forward, and what that plan actually looks like for them. So that's the basis of the 28-day program. And then the next group program will be just a broader extension of that work. So do you meet in person or do you meet online, virtually? So that's the amazing part of working online. <laughs> we meet virtually. Um, so we do have uh, we do have weekly coaching calls. And so that's typically by video conference. Um, so people can jump on. And it really is their time to be able to ask me whatever they want to ask me, make sure that they have everything that they need to be supported on the program. So we do, um, we meet in a virtual environment as part of the program. And about how many people are in your group? Um, In my first beta, I had 30 women. And in my second one, which is actually going on now, I have 12. Nice. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty awesome. I don't know. It's like it just it gives me such a sense of joy when I see people owning, owning their wellness, owning their health, and then what they get as part of going through this process like when you just come out feeling like you're on top of the world and I think that's that's such a big thing because when you feel good it allows you the opportunity to tackle so many other things in life because when you feel your best you're like I can do whatever mm-hmm. you know I can do whatever I want to do you know you're feeling good so it, it is it's a it's a really good feeling very very rewarding that's awesome. Thank you. What have you learned about yourself in re- rebranding and creating this new platform? Kelly. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it's like, where do I start? Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think the first thing is that when it's time to let go, let go. So um, Happy Apple was my baby, and I sat on it for a couple of months before I really made the decision that I was going to do something different because it was just very hard to let go. I cried many days, 
and many, many nights. Um, but, and I, and, and in some ways I saw myself as a failure, like, because I was stopping, like, and, but I had to tell myself I was being called to do something else and I needed to be in alignment with that. So from that, I just understood or I took from it that, you know, I'm stronger <laughs> than I think I am. Um, and just being able to let go when it's time to let go. And just because I started something new doesn't mean that I'm totally separated from this other thing. Like it was still mine. Like I did some really good work. And, you know, I think sometimes as people, that's the one thing that we don't do a very good job at is showing ourselves being more compassionate mm -hmm. with ourselves. You know, we show up and sometimes we're, we're our own worst critics. Mm -hmm. And so I think that is definitely something else that I've learned on this journey is that I have to be just being more compassionate with myself, showing myself some self-love. Like, mm -hmm. it's okay. Right. And, you know, as part of like, we don't always get it right, but mm -hmm. it's okay. And I think, you know, we can. But the thing is, you got it right. It's just that there was a different path for you to follow. Absolutely. But I think in the beginning, I just didn't see it. Like, I, I, I knew I was being called. I knew I was being pulled. But I was like, and I think it's like Drake says, God's plan. Yes. <laughs> Drake. Because I think it was like, I had this vision, right, for everything that I saw going on over here, but being called to do something else. But that's when you just got to, mm -hmm. you just got to stop. You got to stop and let go. So. Yeah, all very good lessons learned doing that retrospective work. What have you learned about yourself after being married for one year? <laughs> <laughs> she got on her shirt to say I'm popping. Yeah. That's what you learned. <laughs> that I am popping. <laughs> Ask my husband. He'll tell you. <laughs> um, number one, I love love. I love my husband like like no other. He's my best friend. Um, but as part of this journey, we've almost been in it a year. My year anniversary is coming up on May 6th. Uh, the biggest thing that I've learned is that my now when I make decisions, my decisions just aren't for me. My decisions are for my family. I have a family. But, you know, I've been doing this thing for, by myself now for 38 years mm -hmm. before I got married. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but also how important communication is. So I don't, me and my husband, I don't think would be where we are today if we didn't communicate like we do. But I credit a lot of that to him because before being involved with him, I wasn't the best communicator in relationships. I would internalize, um, but he shows up. He makes sure that we have the difficult conversations when we need to have the conversations and we move forward and just, and to have fun and a lot of sex. Hey, <laughs> it's a grown people show. It is. I was looking on, um, I think on Facebook yesterday. <laughs> no, you can say that. I was looking at Facebook yesterday. And so one of the um, former um, guests that we had on, George Achampong. I hope yes. I didn't butcher his, butcher his last name. Majesty's um, husband. Yeah, Majesty's husband. Mm -hmm. So him and Majesty have a show. And their little episode yesterday was talking about the lack of sex in their marriage hey. because they're both entrepreneurs and busy. Yeah. So it was just cute and interesting. So when you said that, I was like, yeah, a lot of people, though, they, they don't have time to be having sex like that. Find you better make time. time. <laughs> you make the time. Make the time. Yeah. So that's what they were talking about. So It, was it makes you feel good. It of releases course. all these feel-good hormones. Of course. It's just awesome. And I feel like <laughs> when, once you're married, depending on your schedule, I guess, 
You have and a that's, lot of that time was their to... thing. Their thing was their schedule. And the, I, I like the little thing that they made because it was very valid. Mm-hmm. Like, they would both be like, one would be like, oh, we're going to do it tonight. And they would set the, the scene up of how it would go. But then the other person would come in and be on the phone with work and something happened. <laughs> and then the other person would just be like, you know what? Forget it. Never mind. Yeah. So it was real life scenarios Absolutely. of things that happened. So for them, it was about timing. But they did say at the end, like, you have to figure out. You have to have communication and figure out times to make sure that you have sex and are intimate in your relationship absolutely it is very important set the scene the scene is the kids still asleep pull up your nightgown (laughs) set the scene for you they don't have kids i know but that's what i'm saying like i'm sure i i'm not discounting their truth i'm saying that you can be on the phone <laughs> you gonna hang up the phone though <laughs> i make you put your phone down ain't that what uh i think that's what miss badu said um that's cute um shatars they have a lot of sex mm-hmm. well i mean simple sexy well yes ma'am Right. I would imagine that if you start eating better, it will change the way that your feelings are about sex. First and foremost, it's probably going to give you the energy to want to have sex. Right. <laughs> so, because when your diets are out of whack and you're and we're eating a bunch of dead, unliving, processed foods, it makes you feel the same way. Mm-hmm. And so when you are feeling that way, then probably the last thing you want to do is show up and you know have sex so absolutely having um a good diet contributes to that in more than one way her face you guys can see her face hilarious so how can are the programs are set for a certain amount of time so you have to catch it when it's starting is that how it works currently yes so um right now it's i open them up in every month But going forward, there are going to be two paths for the 28-day transformation program. There will be a self-study because some people are able to do that, right? Give it to me. Let me read it. I can work my way through it. Um, And they'll still get like the Facebook group for support in that way. And then there will be the alternate path, which includes the group coaching with me. But those will be smaller groups that I'll take on on a monthly basis. to be able to pro- provide people that additional support and that and that more that coaching time with me. Amazing. Thank you. So, how can people connect to you to learn more, to sign up for your next program, get on your your mailing list? Yes. So, you can go to my website, which is shataradevo.com, S E T A R R A D E V E A U X.com. Um well, you ain't got no Robinson on you because I'm still a devote. Oh, um, <laughs> Bill, Biv. It's now my middle, it's now my middle name. Um, and then under courses, like if they're interested specifically in the coursework, um, they can go on the website under courses. They can sign up to be put on the wait list if it's closed at that time. So they'll be notified when it's open. Um, people can also connect with me via Facebook and Instagram at Shatara Devote. Fantastic and amazing. Tanisha is going to take you through the funness that is the quick pick. I love quick pick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> quickly now, quickly now. Okay. okay. Is this where I only have, like, I have to choose one? You got to choose one. Okay. All right. Would you rather get high every time you brush your teeth or throw up every time you eat? <laughs> 
Get high. <laughs> Would you rather eat an egg with a half-formed chicken inside or eat three cockroaches? I ain't saying it was going to be easy. I, I'm just going to die. Like, I, I can't. You can't I, die. Choose one. Eat no. an egg, half-formed chicken, three cockroaches. What is it? Oh, my God. Shatari hate bugs. So. I know. I do, I do, too. But I don't want to have baby chicken, either. I'm going to have to go with the roaches, I guess. Okay. Oh, my God. That was hard. <laughs> Would you rather be covered, covered in fur or covered in fish scales? Fish scales. Would you rather sleep with Kevin Hart or Shaquille O'Neal? That's a spectrum for you. Neither one. <laughs> you better pick one. I don't want to. You have to. Shaquille Sha- or Ke- Kevin? Shaquille. Kevin's too little for me. <laughs> Would you rather never listen to music again or never read again? Oh, boy. Quickly. Never music. I can't be without books, but I love music, but I can't be without books. Okay. Would you rather talk like Cardi B? Or dance like Michelle from Destiny's Child. Ow, Cardi B. Because <laughs> Michelle, that dancing is really on struggle. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I got her beat already. <laughs> you struggle? Struggle with it? No. Oh, you mean you can dance better I than dance. her? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, lastly, would you rather sleep with Michael B. Jordan or have lunch with Barack Obama? Okay, so. <laughs> what Barack gonna be talking about? Because. <laughs> Because I'm gonna go with lunch with Barack, because I'm gonna sleep with my husband. Yeah. Okay. If Ronnie's not, a, take Ronnie out of the picture. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was my thought process. Take um, Ronnie out the picture. Hey, Michael. <laughs> you gonna sleep with Michael B. Jordan? Okay. <laughs> Kelly said, "What is Barack gonna be talking about? That's gonna be better than this sex that no, you said." I, mean, you got there. I would have multiple questions like. Is Michael B. Jordan going to have his Wakanda hair? That's or is he going to have his regular like, city hair? Because his regular hair is... After the after I saw him with the locks, I was like... What, is this, what does this have to do with sex? The head... The, this. I am a visual person. But let me and, tell you, yeah, what I thought about, like... Because don't get me wrong, like, I think Michael B. Jordan is handsome. But I... The first thing that came to mind was Wakanda. But then When he I, took his shirt off and he no, had him... Uh, my mind went to... Mbaku. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yes. He was like, forget, forget you, Killmonger. Where's Mbaku? Right. <laughs> when I saw the movie, I was like, and I don't even like being cold, but I'm like, I'm about to go Listen. live over there on Give me a fur, put a little fur on Wait, my shoulder. Do you right. remember the part when they went up there to ask for help and then the men came out the woods and they like got in a circle? I would have just told everybody else, Y'all go ahead, I got this. Yes. <laughs> I, I'll take care of them while y'all going up the mountain. Yes. <laughs> Mbaku. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We're so crazy. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The hair. That, it plays a part for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like with I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. Well, oh, thank, thank y'all so, so much. much. Thank you, ladies. You guys are awesome. Thank I love you. you both so very much. We love you too. Thank with, you. And y'all get up on this simple, sexy wellness for yourselves. Hey. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. And Summer tell right Shaquille O'Neal that Shatara says she won't sleep with him. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie, she does not. Right. Baby, if you're listening. She hesitated on that one, but she hesitated on, I'm going to sleep. I'm not going to sleep with Michael B. Jordan because I'm sleeping with my husband. You may say that when I asked you about sleeping with Kevin Hart. You forced me. You're like, make a decision. I was like, okay. Thank y'all so much for listening. Have a good day.
connect with us online at www.revolutionego.com or on Instagram at Get Well Podcast. This week's episode of the Get Well Podcast is sponsored by an old favorite under a new name. Olive and Aloe is now O and A every day. They're on some new year, new them. They're back with three cents, Soothe, which is the lavender blend, Soul, which is frankincense and myrrh, and Sands, which is unscented. The same love is being poured into each bottle by Vanessa as she loves on her family, herself, and her community. Log on to O and A every day to check out all that's new and all that's familiar. This week's episode of the Get Well Podcast is sponsored by Eris Dion Skin Studios. Are you unhappy with your skin? Could it be a little bit more vibrant? Do you just want to treat yourself to some self-care through a facial? Then head on over to Eris Dion Skin Studios. Her natural skincare line is carefully curated with high-quality oils, hydrosols, herbs, and clays. They're sourced directly from organic farms and distilleries. The products are 100% natural, and they will help get your skin exactly where you need it to be. Eris is offering rejuvenating facial treatments in a setting that is sure to remind you of your worth, give you a sense of peace, and offer you a level of relaxation that we all deserve. So head on over, make your appointment, and visit www.eristdion.com.